It's good to greet each other. It's not good to just come to church and then just see the backs of the heads of the people in front of you for the whole service, right? But that's where we, and we will have some more announcements later, but uh, we will have a meal after this service where we can continue fellowshipping together and so forth. Um, you know, on this, this day, this age, we're in a spiritual warfare. We can get pretty focused in the natural realm with things going on in the natural realm because that's where it shows forth in the natural realm, in our homes, in our businesses, in our schools, in our state, in our nation, around the world and things. But behind all that, we can see that, we might get to that scripture later here too to show it on the screen, but it's Ephesians 6.12, that we're not fighting against flesh and blood. Sometimes we can get into that place where that we think we are. And again, in those spheres that I just mentioned, um, and Satan, the devil, our adversary, our enemy, he will use whatever means he can to try to bring death. And, uh, you know, Peter was mentioning last Sunday in his Easter message that he gave. And by the way, thank you to all those that brought the meditations there. They're all so good. But he was mentioning that even while we're living this life, there can be encroachments of death coming as we're living to try to come on to us. Things of the enemy that would come. And uh, we want to make sure we're not opening the door to them. Because death is separation. If I'm talking about death spiritually, that's separation from God. You know, death physically, that's when we're separated from our physical bodies. But there can be relational death or separation from people we know and love. That's what death is. It's separation. It's separation from God. It's from love, from joy, from peace, from all of the things that God is, which are so good, so wonderful. And he's made the way. Through Jesus Christ, he is the way, he is the truth, he's the life. But now the thing is to walk it out, to live it out every day. And we sing songs about, I, I lay it down, or I want to give my all to you, I turn my, what was the last song we did? Maybe the second to last. You remember? I give you my heart, I give my, you my all. Well, then it's a thing of walking that out every day. We can sing about that, and it's great. We need to. It's wonderful, but then now it's the thing of walking it out. Well, the enemy, Satan, he, he 
roams about, it says in First Peter, it says, chapter 5, like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And he seeks to steal, kill, and destroy, like it says in John 10.10. 10. But Jesus came that we might have life and have it abundantly. That's the God kind of life in all its aspects, in all its respects. But Satan, whatever means he can use, he'll try it. And one of the things he tries to use on, yes, even believers, Christians, is bitterness, resentment. We can name a whole bunch of stuff. getting trapped in an offense, keeping us from forgiving. And that's what the message is today. It was on our sign, our highway sign there today. Forgiving brings life. See, we said that death brings separation and that's what it does in relationships. But life brings a oneness and a unity and a communion and a sharing. That's what that koinonia word is that is used in the New Testament for fellowship. I mean, it's the Greek word that's translated fellowship. And this is what God would have us to have with him. I'm talking about moment by moment. Walking and talking with the Lord all day long. It's not just like when the preacher gets up in the front and he's talking about it here or saying it. It's for every person, wherever you are in life, whatever you're doing. Walking and talking with the Lord and him bringing you wisdom. And we don't want anything to come in there to begin to separate us or to bring death in our walk and relationship with God. Unforgiveness will do that. I'm talking about whatever you do. You are a minister. You can be a minister. We believe here that every believer is a minister. Whether you're working in the hospital, in the bank, in the school, on the farm, on the ranch, no matter where it is you are, you can walk and talk with God every moment and you can get wisdom and he will bring you knowledge. You'll, you'll know things and then he'll give you wisdom of knowing when to say something. Sometimes we know things that we aren't supposed to say right away. But he'll show you when to say them. He'll tell you when to say them. And he'll show you when not to say them. And that's true also with our actions. Hallelujah. We want to stay clear of unforgiveness. We want to bring forth in our lives, but then touching the lives of others, we want life to come forth. Connection to come forth. Fellowship to come forth. Unity to come forth. Not the opposite. 
So, what does the Bible say about forgiveness? And we're starting down there in Matthew 6. I forgot to tell you that. Or maybe that's what you have first there. Matthew 6, 12. And forgive us our debts. This is the prayer that Jesus taught. Forgive us our debts as we also, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And then let's go to Mark 11 and it starts with 25, but I'm going to read 24. This won't be on the screen, but or on the wall. But it says, Jesus, and this is him speaking. He says, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And then it goes on. It says, and whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, anything against anyone, let's say that, anything against anyone, that covers anything, doesn't it? And it covers anyone, doesn't it? No exception there that I see, no exception clause. Anything against anyone. What does it say? Forgive. Forgive. Let's say that word. Forgive. Isn't that a nice word? I like that word. Do you like that word? <laughs> forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. And then let's go to Colossians 3, verse 13. Be tolerant. Now, the antonym for tolerant is be complaining, be impatient, be against. Be, a to be tolerant with one another. Who's one another? Well, I'm one and you're another. You're, you're one and I'm another, right? Be tolerant, it says, with one another. And forgive one another whenever any of you has a complaint. And then that's blame, fault, or quarrel. In the brackets, I added that in there as definition for that word complaint. If any one of you has a complaint or you're trying to blame somebody for something, you're finding a fault in someone or you're having a quarrel, against someone else, you must forgive one another just as the Lord has forgiven you. And that's not begrudgingly or simply because you have to. That's not the right attitude in forgiving. You know, in, in what is it, Corinthians, it's, it's talking about giving financially and it's saying, do it cheerfully and not grudgingly or of necessity. 
Well, that's true of giving that way, but this is giving too, and you'll... The truth is that for giving, it is giving. It's giving. It's a gift. It's a gift. And it's talking here about complaints, things you're blaming people for, finding fault with them, quarrels. The truth is that none of us has arrived to the point where we have nothing. I mean, that we're perfect. You know anyone that's perfect? That's reached perfection? Joyce and I know that we're not perfect. You know, that's the wonderful thing about love is that when you love someone, they make a mistake or there's a fault that you see in them that they still love you and they aren't going to try to hurt you and they're not going to keep you in unforgiveness. In other words, in debtor's prison because of that. You know, when we hurt ourselves you know, you think of the body of Christ, we're all members in particular, we're all parts. Like it says in 1 Corinthians 12, one's an eye, one's an arm, one's a foot, one's a toe, one's a hip, one's a whatever. The thing is, when there's a problem in one of those areas in our bodies, we don't go hitting on it and slamming on it and whacking it making it hurt more, we come up to her and where we nurture it, right? Where there's a fault or a problem. Joyce and I had it yesterday. We were both dealing with something. She had a toe that was giving her problems. It was very touchy toe. Very... Owie toe. <laughs> Joyce or I didn't come with it and say, Toe, you get in line. You cannot do this to me. You're hurting me. I'm offended by you, Toe. I'm going to take this hammer and I'm going to show you. <laughs> Would you have done that yesterday? <laughs> no, she nurtured that toe. <laughs> very carefully even got some advice from Sarah of what to do with that toe <laughs> it's better today right a little better anyway and we're praying for it too we do believe in healing but we sometimes we do whatever we can to help right that's what we do I had it yesterday okay we wake up first thing Steve when I hear that tone of Steve, you know, I think, oh no, what is it now? And the lights in the ceiling in the kitchen aren't working, and over the sink's not working, and we found out the uh, water softener wasn't working. I mean, that circuit was out. And we tried a few different things, and we're, we, 
We never did get that totally figured out. We're thinking maybe it's a breaker, hoping that's what it is. But anyway, I, we had to get, I had to get a extension cord out of the garage so I could hook up the water softener from another circuit. And I, I went, I got the cord just fine. And then I was gonna step between a couple things and I had the cord there. And my left foot must have caught on something. I'm not sure just what it was. I should go and look. <laughs> the next thing I knew, I was walking. I had this cord in my hand, and I tripped. And here I was, airborne. Now, when you go airborne in a garage that has a cement floor, when you're 71, it's different than it is when you're 17. And I found that out again yesterday. <laughs> uh, so I go through the air, hit on my left hip. It was what took the brunt of it. And I just laid there for, I suppose, 30 seconds. You know, when I was 17, I would have been up and just like that. But I was laying there, there. Oh, okay. What happened here just now? <laughs> What in this body needs help right now? And the, I had just gotten up and Joyce came walking out to the garage and I said, if you'd come out here about 10 seconds earlier, I would have been laying flat on the ground. So what did she do? Did she get angry? Did she start pounding on my hip and saying, you know, that kind of stuff? No. Of course not. So we were ministering to her toe and we were ministering to my hip during the day. That's what you do. Now we're talking about your husband, your wife, your school teacher, your student, your principal, your parent. your fellow employee, your boss, your manager, your employee. These people in life, how do we treat them and how do we treat them when we see faults? And what do we do when we have been offended by our children or by our wife or our husband? What do we do when we've been hurt? I'm talking about an offense is when we are hurt in some way. And the ones that we can get the most offended by and hurt by are those that we are closest to. When it's somebody that we hardly know at all, it's a lot less impact and a lot less hurt. But when it's someone that's close and we're offended, then we have a choice, we have a decision. And of course we know the choice is we forgive, we want to forgive and we want to understand what is going on here. We want to communicate. 
And understanding is a huge, humongous part of communication. I'd say probably the biggest part. And it's the biggest part isn't my getting across to you where I'm coming from, but it's my listening so I can understand you and where you're coming from and where we had this quarrel or this offense. Let's back up that back that up with a word again here. Now let's go to Colossians three, Herb. <clears throat> Colossians three, twelve, the last part of that verse. It says, Be merciful as you endeavor to understand others. And then merciful, that's speaking of love. And so, of course, the God kind of love it says, "Be merciful and endeavor to understand others." Now, who is the others? Well, somebody sitting right next to you would be an others. Hi, others. Endeavor to understand. You see, we're different. Joyce and I right now, are, well, we're going to be teaching. We actually pre-recorded two of our touch points, which you can see on our website. It's on Wednesdays. We do a live stream most of the time. It's at 9.15 on Wednesdays. And we've been talking about the gifts of the Spirit, the prayer language, and so forth. Uh, for several weeks, but um, we just, we videotaped or graphed a couple teachings on the motivational gifts of the Spirit. The motivational gifts. And they're the ones that are listed in Romans chapter 12, verses 3 through 8. And there are gifts that really are motivate, they motivate us. They're gifts like serving, administration, prophet, prophetic, exhortation, or encouragement, those kinds. And um, one of the things we're going to be noting that you'll see if you watch that, and I encourage you to do it, is that people that have different motivation gifts by God, by the Holy Spirit, are different. And they see things differently. They see the same thing. I mean, we're looking at the same glass, but we see different things. See, I'm looking at this, I see a black, it's, it's just a black glass, but you're seeing something else, most of you. There's figures on there. Land of 10,000 lakes, established 1858. But it's the same thing, but we see it different. And that can cause arguments, can cause lots of stuff in life. I mean, there's such a myriad of things that could be used of the enemy in our lives. Again, it's ultimately a spiritual warfare where he tries to separate us. He tries to bring death, the enemy does. 
Well, let's stand up for life and forgive. That's a way we can do it. And you know what? Decision. It's a decision. Well, I just don't feel like forgiving them. You probably never will. Because they hurt you. And you believe they owe you something. But you need to forgive. Be merciful as you endeavor to understand others. And be compassionate, showing kindness toward all. Kindness. Be gentle and humble. Oh boy, look at this word. Let's say it with me. Unoffendable. A few weeks ago, I, I had a message. Me with Joyce and I both. On a lifestyle of forgiveness. I mean, just our bent. Just the way we're bent now in Christ Jesus. To forgive. Almost before it happens. That's what this word must mean. Unoffendable. In your patience with others, tolerate. I looked up that word in the, the strong concordance, the Greek word there. It, had, it said this, bearing with. Do you ever have to bear with your husband or wife? Or are me and Joyce the only ones that have that? I sure hope not. I don't think we're that strange. It says, bear with, endure, suffer. It says, suffer the weaknesses of those in the family of faith. Suffer. There is some suffering. I can tell some of you aren't liking this message very much right now. <laughs> In relationships, sometimes there are, you could call it suffering. In other words, you're laying your life down for them. Jesus said that's what true love is, is when you lay down your life for your friends. And what, that's what love does. Love forgives. When the love isn't flowing, it holds on to the bitterness and to the resentment, and it keeps it inside. And it says, you're not going to be released until you pay the full price of what you did to me. So back to verse 13. Tolerate the weaknesses of those in the family of faith. And again, this can, this can be in all our spheres of life too. Not in the church as well. Forgiving one another in the same way you have been graciously forgiven by Jesus Christ. If you find fault with someone, 
which you very well may. And it seems like some, that's what they are. They think that's their calling in the body of Christ. I'm a, fa a fault finder. If you find fault with someone, release the same gift. Say that word, gift. Gift of forgiveness to them. If you find a fault, it truly is a fault. If they really did something wrong, if they really did offend you, if they really did hurt you, if they really did mess up, if they really had a huge mistake or whatever, and it's hurting you, we're told what to do. Release this same gift of forgiveness to them that you received. This gift, who pays for a gift? If I give you a gift, it's Elsie, my granddaughter's birthday today. And we've given her a gift. Now I do I say, here, Elsie, here's this gift. You can open it up. She opens it up, and the price tag's still on there, $36. Okay, Elsie. <laughs> Let's have the 36 bucks. That's not the way a gift works. And this is called the gift of forgiveness. Who pays the gift? The giver, the forgiver. Jesus did, and we do. It's forgiveness. I'm going to close here today with and then Josh will have you come up in just a little bit here. A prayer from my mom's journal. During my devotions lately now, my mom kept journals. And she wrote a book uh, called Grandma's Gleanings. It's online if you want to get it on Amazon. It's a daily devotional. It's on Amazon. But you can get it, I mean, an online book, too. Um, but anyway, this is the one. This was this was actually from some, just some of her journals. She used some of these to put into that. But this was from April 12, four years ago. So it's right about this time of year, four years ago. And she wrote in there, Thank you, Lord, that you see beyond our faults. So we can look beyond any faults in other people and apply your mercy and grace when we have interaction with someone we might find it difficult to love in the natural. And you see, when that mercy and grace come together, it brings forth forgiveness. And that's what we we're praying for today. Let's just, let's have this, let's pretend this is all an altar before the Lord now, okay? This is our altar. Let's just come before the Lord.
Lord, we all know that we aren't perfect. In you, we are the righteousness of God in Christ, but we're still working it out here. The sanctification process is still in ongoing. And we know that we do miss it. And I'm guessing there may be some right in this group here or those watching online that there may be someone, maybe more than one, maybe it's themselves or maybe it's you, God, that there's unforgiveness toward. And Lord, I'm praying right now, we are praying that you would reveal that to us. You would make it clear, yes, that's what's there. It's unforgiveness and it's causing death. It's causing separation. It's causing harm. It's causing not good stuff. And Lord, we would make a decision today by your help, by your grace, by your mercy, coming forth to us to forgive that other person in whatever sphere of relationship that might be. Maybe it's ourselves. I gotta forgive myself for something or Lord, maybe I've been blaming you for something and I need to just release that. Well, we decide that now. Let's decide it. We decide to forgive, to release it. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We thank you that we're released because you've forgiven us and we release others. And we know that that release opens the door for positive change in that person that we have forgiven and in us. And so we receive that now. In the name of Jesus. I just happened to think of, and Josh, you can come up now. My brother Dave and I, oftentimes in the past, at weddings, it seems like at weddings we sang that song, Forgiven, I repeat it, I am forgiven. And clean before my Lord, I freely stand. Forgiven. We all need another chance. We all need other chances. We need to be forgiven. And we're thankful that we can be. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. We have some announcements here, Josh. I'll let you take care of that, and then you can dismiss us too. And if anyone would like prayer, we'll be up here to pray with you too.
Thank you. You know, actually, in staying in the attitude of, of worship and, and listening, and about it, I got to thank Pastor Steve. Thank you for your obedience, listening to God, listening to what he has to tell you and what you're convicted of. Um, thinking about offertory this Sunday, very much aligned with what you were saying, Pastor Steve. And where I was really convicted of myself is hearing Paul as he left Rome, left captivity, going to Timothy and go, guys, what happened to my church? What happened? We had this ready to go, and then I was gone for this long. I come back, and there's all this false teaching, false prophecy. There's all this tweaking of the text to make it fit your point of view, to make it fit your worldview. And you hear it today. I mean, does that sound familiar now? Yeah, it sounds familiar. What's going on right now? Lack of forgiveness, right? Lack of, or therefore, everything else is permissible too. I mean, there's all kinds of things going on in mainstream that is absolutely contrary to what Jesus has taught us. So when I was really reflecting on God's word, I was looking at 1 Timothy and going, right at the end of 1 Timothy, where Paul's wrapping up his first statement to Timothy about leadership and what it takes to be a good leader, I jumped to the very first part of it where it talks about 1 Timothy 6, and it's right at the beginning of the chapter. You know, he, he's, hang on a second, not 6, I apologize. Thank you for bearing with me. Yeah. Yeah, 1 Timothy 6. It says, All who are under the yoke of slavery should consider their masters worthy of full respect, so that God's name and our teaching may not be slandered. Those who have believing masters should not show them disrespect just because they are fellow believers. Instead... They should serve them even better because their masters are dear to them as fellow believers and are devoted to the welfare of their slaves. Really, you take it into the application right now. We're talking about leadership. We're talking about leadership within the church. We're talking about leadership everywhere. We're talking about the relationship that they have with other people within the church. But, but what better witness are we to fellow Christians but to exemplify forgiveness, right? To show and demonstrate respect for one another, to take a moment and listen to what's going on, open our hearts, not hold on to slander, not hold on to the things are not important because you can't take it with you, right? And when you invest that relation into that relationship, when you invest in the people, whether it's monetarily or whether it's an investment in relationship, you're laying the groundwork, the foundation, the basement, the pillars for your pathway to Jesus as well. And so as we continue to move forward this morning, I want you to reflect on what we can do as Christians, as believers, to witness to others by our actions, right? And hearing from Pastor Steve, that's what we're talking about here. When we exercise forgiveness, we are demonstrating little piece of what Jesus did for us. Right? Just, I mean, that's not even comparison to what God did for us through Jesus Christ. But it's that peace that shows others. And that's what Christianity is about. That's what believing is about, is loving on and taking care and loving our brothers and sisters. And exemplifying to those that aren't Christians 
what it really means to be a Christian and be a believer. So I'd like to actually stand and pray before we get to the announcements real quickly, and we'll pray over this morning's offering. But moreover, I'd like to just bow our heads and reflect for just a moment about what that means to you. What is there in your life, what is there in our lives that is getting in the way of showing others what true love is all about, what true agape love is all about? Let's bow our heads in silence and then I'll jump in. Father God, we heard in the worship this morning, we heard from Pastor Steve this morning about the importance of opening up the things in our life, the things in our hearts that aren't in alignment with you. Father, we take these things to you, to the cross, these things that demonstrate to others that, you know what, I'm really not following your footsteps. I'm really not following the way I need to be following. These things are these barriers, these things that the pastor C was talking about, this death, right? It's the death that's creating separation, Father. And we don't want separation. We want unity. We want to be together. We want to be of you. We want to be fully, fully aware of what your commands state. And we want to exercise the love and truth of Jesus Christ in every way, shape, and form. So, Father, as we examine our hearts, today we also examine your truths. We examine the tremendous abundance of gifts that you've given us that are available at our fingertips. And Father, we take that in. And whatever we can give to you, Father, let it be in our hearts, in our, in our desperity, or if it's whether it's in our joy or whether it's in wherever we are in the moment, Father. We just pray that you open our eyes to see those gifts, that we can exercise them, that we can give them freely, Father. Without any hesitation, so, Father, we ask that you bless this morning, continue to bless this morning, the rest of this day. Bless the offering, that it may be used to further your word, to further your example, so that we can put things in place, the pillars, those foundations, so that you can be glorified, God. And, Father, we thank you for this amazing service this morning and the wonderful people that made this morning happen. In your amazing name, amen. We just encourage you to sit down for just a second while we have a couple announcements. First of all, uh, Jeshua, are you, yep, you're right there. He's got a couple things real quickly that I want, he wants to share. It's really exciting. I've been hearing about this now for what, it's about a week now, a little bit more than that, huh? Hello, everyone. So I guess uh, giving a little bit of a background story. So we're doing 50 hours of nonstop worship and prayer intercession and so um, uh, we have seen so many, as you saw, like 
colleges breaking out with fires and worship breaking out with even Asbury and other colleges. And so, um, long story short, um, Awaken the Dawn, if you've ever heard of them, they do revival tent meetings all over um, the region, actually even into all around the country and even into, I was on a call earlier this last week and they were talking about testimonies in Germany too. They do, they do tons of tent meetings. And so they, um, someone from there reached out to me and asked if I would help coordinate a 50 hour nonstop worship and prayer. And um, just to continue that fire that is every we can feel it, it's stirring in the spirit. And so they're like, hey, like, let's get this going. Um, it's April 26th to 28th, and it's going to um, actually start at 9 p.m. on the, um, the 26th. That's a Wednesday, and go all the way through the night until Friday and at probably 11. And... We were doing it a little bit later just to be on in the same time as the National Awaken the Dawn because there's they're hoping to have over a hundred colleges doing the same exact worship times. And so they're all doing 50 hours and we're just gonna infiltrate the atmosphere with worship and all of us joining together. And we just wanna lift up the name of Jesus with praise. It's going to be in front of the house of prayer. And uh, so we're so blessed to um, have Mike from the house of prayer open his doors for us to set a tent up there in front. And so f feel free to come and join anytime between April 26th and 28th. And if you're interested in helping with a worship team, we're going to try to do mostly live worship bands for most of the hours that we're doing it and they'll do like a one to two hour slot if you're interested in that come and talk to me and i'd be happy to fill you in on more details but we're just we're hoping for a good turnout a good time and ultimately just lifting up the name of jesus encountering his presence encountering his love and his joy for people to get set free and it's going to be a good time. Yeah. Amen, Joshua. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Joshua, I appreciate your gifts of, of organization and, and just getting people inspired, man. It's just incredible to me. I just appreciate that. Um, and at what time on the 26th does it start? Did, did you say? Nine? Nine a.m.? Okay. P.m. Nine p.m. in the evening. Okay. So not quite so long. Oh, the lineup with the national. Got it. Perfect. The national event. Thank you, Joshua. And uh, um, yeah, I, I really just appreciate that event. I just really pray for individual revival. Um, you know, that's if there's something on your heart, pray for changed hearts. Pray for openness in that event. Um, a couple other announcements. We have uh, really the March uh, for Jesus. Make sure you check out. There's a flyers, I believe, out on the in the foyer out there. Um, if you have any questions, call Carla on this event. But make sure you check this flyer out. Uh, there's lots of things going on uh, in it. What I really appreciate in the back of the flyer, it talks about what. There's some things obviously in the beginning what it is, but there's also some things about what it's not. So take advantage, look at that, and make sure that you know what it's all about um, coming up soon. 
Um, the date again for the March for Jesus, I don't have that in these notes. It looks like May, May 20th. Thank you. You get 1215 uh, JW is where they're going to start. Okay. All right. A um, couple other things in my notes. I think that's all for the extra ones. But in the normal, uh, every week announcements, we still have some consistent ones that we're needing some help out with. But also take advantage of some of the things that we have offered here at uh, 10th Street Community Church. Um, they mentioned it during the service, Touchpoint, every morning, every Wednesday morning at 9.15. Check that out. Um, the evening events happening here on Wednesday nights begin at 6 o'clock, too, with Amplify, kids' activities, small group meetings, and so on. Um, one other special announcement we have is that we're starting a women's Bible study group. If you're interested in joining, signing up at the information, sign up at the information desk or call, um, and uh, we'll be giving out. Let's see, more uh, details are to come as people get involved. So um, we all we are also still needing some help for a doctor that's coming from Singapore. It looks like she still needs to look at a vehicle to purchase, um, and she plans to be here as early as next week. So if you have Anything that you can contribute, or if you have any other questions, please contact Jim Landis. And that's all that I have for any major announcements right now. Anything that I'm missing? All right. Well, thank you for a wonderful service this morning. We just ask that uh, head out and have a wonderful day. Um, if you need prayer, again, please come up front, but have a blessed rest of your Sunday. Thank you. Bye-bye. time I try to make it on my Every time I try to stand start to fall And all those lonely roads that I've traveled on There was Jesus